I lost all that. Yeah, man. That's, that's such a bummer. You'll have to fight for a Prepare for battle. Welcome to the show here. Um, let's start with your introduction, your name, and let's, uh, let's hear your story. Well, my name's Alan Thomas, and I have RSD. You know, that, that's probably a given because of where I am right now. Right. <laughs> um, joining the club. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you've been in it. Yeah. So, like, what I'm doing right now is um, I'm retired medically because of RSD. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do my own video channel or YouTube channel. I have, I'll post I, the link to down below. So. Yeah, I call it. It's the Squatch Zone. So anybody, anybody wants to go and listen to some crazy shit, you know, they're oops, you know, crazy stuff. It's all good. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, and I, I do everything paranormal though. I, I don't just look for Bigfoots. I, I do. That's my main focus though, is going after Bigfoot. Right. But only I've been doing this uh, online and for g you know 10 years and uh for i started how i started was you know i got hurt and i didn't know what i was going to do with myself for a while and i all i did was focus on what i can't do right so so i was like sitting around feeling sorry for myself coming out man yeah, and the only way I could escape it is I would play video games online, <laughs> MMORPs, you know? And yeah. I would escape into another reality where you could run, it. jump, and do all kinds of stuff and totally. not have pain, you I know? the same thing, man. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. crazy because it becomes your other life, and it's... I told my wife the same thing, you know? I'd put on my headphones, get in front of the TV, and I would just disappear. And yeah. And it... I would sometimes I became addicted. I'm sure you did too. Where it was like any free time, which was a lot, was like on yeah. the game. Well, it also you know like just like I what I found with when you're in a lot of pain all the time, and I mean all the time, like 24 hours a day. You know, yeah. Sometimes the best pain in uh, get taking the pain away is distraction. Yeah. So if you can, if you could like focus on something else and get your mind focused and busy doing that, yeah, you'll still have the pain in the background. It'll be there and bugging you a little bit, but right, but it isn't like if you're not doing anything. That's like for me when the lights go out and you're laying in bed and there's nothing going on. That's when I'm in the most pain. I'm just yep. laying there going, dang, and I need. I, you know, I start playing these little golf games on my phone and stuff like that just yeah. to distract myself. You know, that is such yeah. a great point. It really is because when you think about it and you focus on it, that's when it gets the worst. And, yeah. you know, put your mind somewhere else. Just stay busy. That's what I try to do. But it's so hard for us to stay busy, too, because of the pain. Yeah. And the, we're all, I'm always so tired. So I don't have the energy to sometimes distract myself. But. You know, it is. It's the best thing you could do, probably, aside from, like, you know, pain meds and things like that, distraction. Yeah. I like that. Good yeah, one, man. Me too, though. I have that. You know, I mean, I, I have a whole bag of tricks, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, I call it cocktails, you know. Yeah, it is. 
They make a whole cocktail for us of drugs and yeah. I mean, I take like fifteen of different wow. things, you know, and went. But I have heart problems. I, yeah, I have, so you got a lot going on. I want to hear about your um, because I watched your story, and I, I hope you know all you viewers out there too go and watch his story, um, because you'll get some of it here, but you can hear his whole story on his channel. Yeah. Um, you know the the when you went in for the angiogram, was mm-hmm. it is that right? Um, why don't you tell us about that and how your RSD actually, how you got it? Yeah. Well, I, at the time I was an executive at, at a casino and that was my career. I was the marketing director slash food and beverage director slash network administrator, which is like the director over the computers. Okay. And I was, I had all three. I was holding all three jobs at the same time. Busy man. <laughs> I had like 300 employees. Oh, wow. And, um, I had three uh, three secretaries, one for each position. Man. Or office or whatever <laughs> you call it. You know? You're right. Yeah. And, and I, I, I'm like this weird guy. Or all, all my life I was weird. I could read 1,250 words a minute. And um, <laughs> I had like a photographic memory. Man. So, so uh, my secretaries didn't have anything to do because I you're could, just doing it all. I can remember everybody's phone number, all the my whole oh calendars, my each meetings, everything. Like, well, I, it was all up here, right? Yeah. And they didn't have nothing to do, you know. And they would they would feel bad because they they were like on playing solitaire on the computer, and I would <laughs> walk in and <laughs> and I, I I told them, you know what? Just be thankful I'm your boss because um, I already know that you you don't have to keep my calendar and be reminding me and all that. Just like just answer the phone and take the messages and stuff like that. That's what that's all I really need. Yeah. And take your breaks when you're supposed to, you know, and go ahead and play solitaire. I don't care. There's no cameras like in a casino. There's cameras everywhere. Everywhere, <laughs> except not in your office. Oh yeah, yeah. So there'd be one. In I'm the surprised. Hall, you know? I'm surprised because you know casino owners seem to be kind of paranoid over everyone. <laughs> well, they they are, and mostly over employees. But um, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm like riding around. I mean, I think I'm coming from town. Uh, from a meeting at, at a, a TV station on advertising, okay. you know, what advertising we're going to run on the for the rest of the year on that okay. station, or I think it was TV station and five radio stations, and I I meet them all at one time, and they hated it. They want to meet me separate, and then charging me out the wazoo, you know. <laughs> and I would I would meet them all at one restaurant, and they would realize there's a competition. And then I would tell him, hey, sharpen your pencils because whoever gives me the best deal is going to get the, the deal. Yeah. And they hated that because I would pit them right all, all right in front of each between. other. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they all want to do their own little it's thing. Uncomfortable. Yeah. But it was, hey, I got the best deals all the time. I bet. Yeah. I, I, nobody could beat my beat me in casinos on deals because I could get a deal, but they didn't. I never. This is the first time I ever said that publicly too. <laughs> so everybody's in marketing and casinos. They just got a good tip. Yeah, but I was on my way out of one of those meetings, and it was hectic. I have six kids, three foster kids, three of my own kids, wow. all kinds of stuff going on, you know, and. And uh, my heart started feeling all weird. And my dad had passed away in 1986. And 
I always was worried about that. So I was working out all the time. And he passed away from a heart attack or yeah. yeah. He had he had a triple but and his first heart attack was at age thirty-four. Oh man. At triple wow. bypass. And That's then at forty eight, the they had to redo it. So he did another triple bypass and he told me, you know, he didn't want to live. So he died in that he passed away two days after that. Oh man! So I always had that on the back of my mind. This could be hereditary. Yeah. So I I changed my life so that I didn't have that. Right. Right. And so as I was, and I'm cruising down the road, heading towards the casino, and I, you know, it was just anxiety, but I didn't know that. I thought something was wrong. You know. Right. Right. Anxiety and, can feel like you're having a heart attack when you have that panic attack feeling, like. It's scary. It was scary. I've had one, and it's it's scary when you have the RSD causes me to have them still. Yeah, worse yeah. now than even before, you know than that one. I mean, almost like if for any no reason, you know, all of a sudden you're just freaking out, and you don't even know why. I mean, your yeah. body's freaking out, your mind's not. Right, you're sweating and. Well, then your mind starts to freak out after that because then you're like, what's going on with me? Right. But, it, I mean, it, it'll start without you. Yeah. Usually, like, a panic or anxiety, you're already anxious in your brain. Your heart know? starts going, though. And... Yeah, so I call up my doctor, and uh, he's like, because of your history of heart, you know, your family history, you need to, like, go, just go straight into the ER. Okay. And I went in there and they did it. They're like, oh, you know, and they saw when my doctor called ahead and told them I was coming and all that stuff and what was going on. And mm-hmm. and they're like, we have to do an angiogram because that's the only way to really tell if you have heart disease or not. Really? Oh, OK, OK. I'm like, cool. And uh, they said, we're going to we're going to put you in a room, keep you overnight. And then early in the morning, we'll do the angiogram. Then you could go home. Okay. We just want to observe you at night when do the EKGs, all that stuff. Right. So, you know, in the morning they roll me in probably like seven o'clock in the morning, do the the angiogram, and I'm totally knocked out. When I wake up, I'm in ICU. And I'm like, what the heck? You know, yeah. I've been in ICU because that's where my dad was a lot of times, right? Right, right. When it's hard. So I know exactly what that place is Um, i see you you're there for a reason and it's not a good one usually not good yeah and i asked them what's going on in there they said well there was no beds and now now because i was an executive in a casino and i had the best insurance that could play into it a little bit because they knew they could make more money off money yeah yeah so i mean it, it was either something's really bad wrong with me or they're milking my insurance. giving you the good treatment yeah yeah like like five-star hotel kind of <laughs> right <laughs> and when i got in there they said there was no rooms available and that's the only bed they had and i'm like full crap you know you'll park me in the freaking hallway i mean most people get I've done it. the hallway i have been too yeah you know? sit there for hours in the hallway yeah. you know in the way in, in a room, too, like on a bed or whatever in yep. the hallway and I've seen other people doing in the hallway it. with me. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They'll put you in a closet before they put you in the ICU. <laughs> right, that's real expensive. The ICU. Well, but and it. You know. Oh, go ahead. Well, it was, that's when they started like measuring the the pulse in my feet. 
Okay. And taking blood pressure on both sides. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they would have every 20 minutes, two different nurses, you know, would come in. I never saw this. I bet I saw every nurse in the hospital, really. Wow. I don't know if they were practicing on me. I don't know. But every 20 minutes or so, these two nurses would come in, male, female, didn't matter. Right. And every time they came in, I would start asking questions like, what's wrong? They're like, oh, yeah. doctor just wants to observe you, you know. I go in the ICU. Yeah. After a little while, I was starting. I'm like, I'm hungry. (laughs) And you still haven't told me what's wrong with me. Right. In here. And I really started to become a bad patient. You know, my my patients were running out and I was letting them have it. Yeah. I mean, after a while, it's like, what's up? (laughs) And feed me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, after. So 11.30 p.m. rolls around. I'm still hungry. They yeah. haven't fed you yet? New. And and finally I'm I'm That's really worse than jail. To, yeah. I I was really starting to get verbal and, and uh my yeah. my language is getting a little colorful, you know. <laughs> and I wasn't being really nice at all. And it was like, let me go, give me something to eat. either give me something to eat and tell me what's wrong with me or let me go. Right. So finally they let me go. And they said, you know. We'll see you in 15 years. Your heart was great. That's what they told me. It's like, okay. great. So the next morning I went to work, but only I was noticing my leg was burning and hurting, aching. And about the third day, I I went in and told the general manager, you know, I'm, I got to go home. You know, I can't, I can't stay, man. My leg is killing me. And it isn't. And he's like, man, that's not like you. I mean, they let me because it wasn't like me. I never called right. him ever right. i mean they have to tell me to go home right right so it was weird that they they thought it was really weird that they that i was wanting to go home yeah they knew and, it was something serious yeah. so did i really and i got yeah. home and then i was rolling around on the floor in pain and i told my wife call the doctor up um the one that did the angiogram uh-huh. and Do you them, you know what because i'm not familiar with this and i'm sure there's plenty of people out there what is an angiogram exactly how does what do they do um they they do an incision where your leg bends in the back of the knee kind of no i'm on on your groin oh okay okay right in the bend okay because that that's where the femoral artery runs down to feed the leg right and they also all your nerves and everything run along the the femur the right where you feel that the like tendons and all that in your groin right yeah. there yeah uh, yeah like if, if you bend your leg and stick your fingers in the bend you can feel right there you could actually even feel your heartbeat yeah yeah you could feel it heavy right there because it's a yeah. thick artery right and they yeah. what they do is they do an incision probably only like that big mm-hmm. and they incise right into the artery and then they run a catheter with a camera up into your heart because the artery gets bigger as it goes up. Wow. Smaller as it goes down. And that's what they did. Wow. Then, okay. What it, what it, after uh, the doctor said, don't be a baby, you know, it's going to hurt. So, so I, I, I was, I'm not a crybaby, you know. Um, yeah. I, I, I chilled for about three more days, but it, it was getting worse and worse. My leg was white as a piece of paper, like a typing paper. It was white. And my wow, wife, and I was being stupid too. I'm rolling around on the floor. So much pain that the only place, the bed, I was keeping her awake and stuff. So I wound up right. 
laying on the floor and putting my foot up on a couch. And I thought I should raise my foot, right? I don't know why. It was stupid because... Oh, that's just like... They had, they had blocked the artery. Right. So there's no blood Wrong. going to it. And then I have my leg up draining whatever was in there out, right? Right, right. So no oxygen. So everything's dying. At, and that's what the pain was. Right. Your leg was just dying off. Yeah, and come to find out, they had used this thing called a collagen plug. And what the deal was is when you do when they do an angiogram in that main artery that mm -hmm. comes straight from your heart, they have to hold your hold pressure on it for 50 minutes usually after the 50 like five zero. Yeah. Wow. And and that until it clots. Right. Then you still can't bend or anything, you know, like for a while. So you have to be careful for a couple days. So bust you know? open. Yeah, and you'll bleed out before. Dude, that's scary. Yeah, it is. So that so they had this new technology, this collagen plug, that they could put into the the incision, and it was supposed to rest right on top of the artery, okay. and then it would melt over it in fifteen minutes. Okay. And then they could do more angiograms and get people out, right? Okay. So they make more money. Okay. So the whole idea was get people in and out of there. Streamlining no more, it. Yeah, no more 50 minutes, now only 15 minutes. Right. But it was new, so they didn't really know what they were doing. So the guy still did the 50 minutes. So he pushed, holding really hard pressure, and he pushed the collagen plug into the art. Oh, man. And then it melted and turned into a clot. Dude. And blocked the artery. <sighs> Yeah, so then when I when that, I when I figured that out or when they figured that out. Right. They immediately took me in surgery and they're like, you know what, you're uh when you wake up you might not have a leg. You know, and I mean that's the worst word you could hear. Totally somebody man. that's an active person like me. I With mean no I'm, fault of your own. Yeah, and yeah, and you didn't have nothing and then in California you can't sue. So after I got out of the surgery, I died twice on the table. Um, I went somewhere. I mean, that's a whole nother show probably, but, <laughs> you know, I had some fun over there. But only um, I realized dying doesn't hurt, really. It hurts all the way up until you die. Then after you die, it don't hurt. Right. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> then, I, I, you know, my leg was never the same. It hurt bad, real bad. It was like it never healed. Man. I mean, it, and that know, was after the after the surgery where yeah. you woke up and your leg was still there. Whoops. Your leg right. was still there, thankfully, right? <laughs> yeah, it was still there and I was all happy about it and and uh but but I couldn't they said I couldn't bend at all and I couldn't stand up or anything cuz I could bust it open the, the artery. Surgery. Yeah. Okay. So I had to be flat on my back. So they just kept me knocked out for a few days and almost like a coma type thing. But so I was all knocked out. And finally, when I went home I, that, you know, they, they, the doctor told me that he diced up my nerve when he diced the clot up, he, the femoral nerve is right next to the femoral artery. Right. So he diced up the clot to get it out and he was using a suction thing to get it out mm -hmm. and he but at the same time because he couldn't help it he diced up the femoral nerve oh man yeah i think the word 
he nicked it. <laughs> it was more than nicking. He said diced. <laughs> oh, he did say dice. Okay. Yeah, he said diced. Yeah. Okay. Like he diced up my nerve. Right. Not, but he was said it like even a nick, he did use that term, but he said even a nick would take a year to heal. Oh, because I did hear you say something about a nick in your video. Yeah. So that's what I was confusing. Okay. Yeah. So like even a nick would take a year to heal. Yeah, it takes that. Wow. Like nerves grow really slow. Yeah, it's a lot. If they if they nick it, it would be like a long time before you know what's permanent damage or not. And right. It took like one and a half, two years before I would know exactly how much pain I'm always going to be in. Oh my gosh, man! You know, and then I never did. Um, even even though like uh, a year, two years later a fan blowing on the leg will set it will it'll feel like it's in a barbecue yeah it's hard to describe to people the pain and then the the actual incision it feels like it's an open wound still yeah you know it's all messed up i mean really messed up it sucks so bad you know like like air conditioning and you're freaking hot you know and you go to blow the air i got a hot i'm covering up one leg right right yeah yeah keep anything from blowing on it or anything you know yeah just man it's too long just I mean, even the bed sheets um, yeah you know. that, that took a long time after a while you get used to stuff like that you if, have to if you force yourself like wearing socks and shoes on it mm-hmm. i mean it took a long time before i could wear a sock and shoe but i would yeah. i would put it on and make myself same uh, with me wear it you and know. you know what i found um Nowadays, I prefer wearing socks and shoes because that that support and gripping around it, the compression, I guess you'd say, really helps me, I think. Um, but at night, I have to take it off when I'm in bed because the sock all of a sudden feels like it's suffocating my foot and my leg. So it's weird. You know, like during the day, I want it on. But at night, I have to take it off. But I'm OK with the sheets now. In the me beginning, yeah. I couldn't. It was always my leg was outside. Sometimes, like, um, in the winter, you know, you you put extra blankets and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, it'll make it feel like like I rubbed my leg with sandpaper. My skin (laughs) will get all um, real tender, like it's it's been scraped real bad. It'll even turn red, huh? Yeah, and you'll be looking at it, and it's fine. You know, there's no scrapes or anything, but and it'll look feel like it's raw, though. Yeah, just from that little extra blanket that you that you threw on there, warm. And I mean, sometimes my pants do that too. Like if I get a new pair of pants, yeah, a little bit rugged still, you know. And man, it'll it'll take me a long time to break in a shoe or new yeah. pants and stuff like that on that one leg. Yeah, I I I, I didn't want to stop working really. I I wanted to stay working, but they put me in a wheelchair. They actually gave me a wheelchair. And told me I'm gonna never get out of it. Oh, jeez, that's horrible. I, that's horrible to tell someone. Horrible to hear. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, I that I, I got out of that chair as fast as I could. Me and, too. Uh, I, I had the doctor tell me that if I, if you stay in it too long, you won't be able to get out of it because your muscles will atrophy and stuff. Yeah. And then I had um, years went three years went by and the statute of Tim limitations ran out because no doctor would see me because the medical field 
hurt me. Right. So when I went to a doctor, as soon as they looked at my medical thing, chart, you were flagged. Oh yeah, they were like, you, "Sorry, you can't. We can't be, you know, you can't be our patient." And I, I so I went without medical care for like three years. That's so horrible. That should be illegal in itself. Yeah, you I know? should be able to sue for that. You would think, right? Because everybody should have medical care or access to it at least. Well, there, there was a funny part, like. Um, when the doctor that actually did the procedure, the angiogram, um, when I went, I don't know why I didn't go to the ER. I think it was because on the phone they were telling me, don't be a baby. It's going to hurt. You know, I, I right. really didn't think there was anything wrong, even though it, the leg was white as a ghost, you know, uh, you're in your mind. You don't think nothing's wrong. There's right. pain, but it's really nothing. You just need to see the doctor and get something to take for it. Right. That's right. what I thought. Right. And I went in there and just, I mean, uh. I finally just drove into his office and he's like the top, uh, guy, vascular guy in our area. And his waiting room was packed. And I walked up to the, the lady and I told her, Hey, you know, I need to see the doctor. She's like, Oh, you know, I'll make you an appointment for like two weeks ago. No, like, two minutes no <laughs> i need to see him like right now you know something yeah and i tried to explain but she wasn't listening to me and she wasn't having it at all you know it's gonna be two weeks or she was like a bulldog you know so then i thought okay i'm gonna be a bulldog too <laughs> having to be just as mean as her and i told her okay so if that's how it's gonna be she goes no that's how you're being you know she <sighs> goes you don't have to be like that I go, well, you don't have to be like that. You know, and she's like, no, it's you. You started it. I go, okay, I'm going to finish. Oh, my gosh. This is how it's going to go. You're going to see me in, he's going to see me in 15 minutes. And she's looking at me like, yeah. <laughs> or I'm going to be outside jumping on his $80,000 car. <laughs> and uh, she looked at me. She goes, you don't know what car. I go, um, I parked right next to it. It has his name on the license plate. Oh, my God. And, and she's like. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I go, oh. 15 minutes, you know, Ouch. so five minutes, five minutes, the door opens and in comes the doctor sticks his head out. He calls my name, you know, and I was thinking, whoa, that got me in there quick, you know, and the doctor <laughs> never is the one who calls your name from the door, right? right? Yeah, never. he called my name, yeah. <laughs> ever a doctor, you're right, Ooh, that's Especially funny. a vascular doctor, those guys have, they're like, egotistical you know yeah you gotta have the medical assistant or nurse take you back to the room then you gotta wait 20 30 minutes in there and then he'll come yeah for <laughs> like five minutes yeah yeah man well, he got me back there he cussed me out uh -oh. like you know he started with his car and i was telling him, i understood because i gave away his his kind of car at the casino i probably gave away five of them you know, yeah, <laughs> as a promotion, so I, oh, I totally man. understand where you, you know, the whole yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I knew that it would probably get a rise of him, but I didn't know I was gonna get cussed out all the way back, you know, yeah. And you just got accepted back to being able to get medical treatment, too, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, no, that was like when they were, he didn't know that we didn't know, and, and, and then he was checking the pulse on my good leg, and he's holding it, and he, and he says, There's a pulse, you know, what do you? what's wrong with you and i told him wrong leg and he started cussing again you know <laughs> and he grabs the other ankle and he's like 
He goes, I think there's a pulse. Like, what did you <laughs> say, think- man? Yeah, that's what I said. Like, you think there's a pulse? You think? I go, yeah. I'm not going with think. And he started cussing, you know. And he says, well, we need to do a Doppler. I'm like, okay, I don't know what that is. But yeah, but you're not doing it. <laughs> and he, he started cussing again, you know. Yeah. Gets on the phone and he's talking to somebody. And then he tells me, all right. He goes, I got a Doppler appointment set up for you. And I go, today. He started cussing. He goes, how's 20 minutes? You know, <laughs> can you get to their office in 20 minutes? You know, I'm like, okay. yeah. So, yeah, you get over there and the dude has this little magic wand, like a little, it's a microphone, but it looked like a magic wand. Oh, like um, a, a probe? I think yeah, it, it's a doctor. Yeah. It Doppler has, probe. Listens Ultrasound. to sound. Yeah. 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 So he goes to the good leg, you know, and he's, he's like, behind my knee with it and on my ankle and everywhere he went it was like boom 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 you know he's like looking at me all weird like you know there's a pulse you know <laughs> and finally you know he he stops and he's like looking at me and i i told him well it's the other leg he's like oh i was just seeing if the microphone worked you know <laughs> i was gonna say maybe he was doing it for comparison but like he should know what a good one sounds like anyway i don't know right yeah so he's like oh, oh yeah i was just checking you know to make sure the microphone worked or whatever i'm like yeah but then he gets over there and everywhere he put it it was silence and then you could i could see in his face that oh shit you know Uh-oh, this is yeah. not good yeah and it, it freaked me out yeah i, I mean, mean when, you, when you realize over here, it was going boom, 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 real loud on them. Yeah, I mean, it's like, even if you don't know what that means, you, you want to hear sound. It's supposed to, going, it's supposed to make some sound on this Yeah, thing. it should be doing it something. quiet, yeah. yeah he's, and he's like, you need to go to the hospital. And um, he was just uh, the Doppler guy. Okay, he's not right. even a doctor, right? Like a technician. Yeah. And the doc- finally, this guy comes in. I mean, he, like right away, he goes out. This other guy comes in. He goes, I'm the surgeon, and um, meet me at the hospital. And I mean, leave right now. Wow. I'm like, okay. I got to the hospital, walked up to the counter to sign in. And when I said my name, a wheelchair bumped me in the back of the leg. And I turned and looked, and this dude pushed me down into the wheelchair, and away we went. All and right. this chick was running beside me, and she's got all these papers for me to sign. That's when I found <laughs> out you sign away your right to sue. Oh, that's what all those papers are, huh? Yeah, you're signing your rights away right there. That is you know interesting. That. Yeah. And you can't be seen if you don't sign it, probably, right? Exactly. You, they'll park you in the hallway, and you'll die over there. So we can mess you up. And oops, sorry. <laughs> Maybe not even a sorry. That, that's all that doctor said. The one that cussed me out. I went and saw him one more time, and he was like, "Oops, you know, people make mistakes." And and I was thinking, "Give me your car." <laughs> like, dude, you just took my whole life. Yeah, you know, the least. And you I got I got to sell bro. my car now. I got to sell. I got. I won't. I won't have nothing. I, I'm going to lose everything. And I probably make more than you. I probably <laughs> yeah, right. did too. Probably. Yeah, I probably was. In fact, I had got hired two weeks before that. I was Steve Wynn, Mr. Vegas, came to our casino and he was going to invest two point eight million and build a hotel, yeah. do all this stuff. And we went riding around in my car and checking the property out and stuff like that. They they assigned me to Steve Wynn because nobody cool. wanted. To, 
checking. Nobody wanted to handle him. He was like a handful, you know. Yeah. But I mean, what do you do with a billionaire? You know what I mean? They're demanding and mean and, you know. Yeah, it's like, how can you please them when they already have everything? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the man owns like seven casino complexes, right? I mean, the Bellagio, all these really nice casinos. And now if you go, there's Wynn Casino right downtown. Oh, really? And that's his casino. He he, oh, he built it for his wife <laughs> for her birthday. Lucky girl. And, <laughs> yeah, so so I, I met him, and we were hanging out all day. And that's cool. He, we were sitting in, we were actually sitting in the uh, the car, and he tells me, you know what, man? He Because uh, he had met with everybody early in the morning, and then they all of a sudden my cell phone rings and they tell me, you know, come to the front of the casino. And then that's when they introduced me to him, said, give him the tour of the whole property. Wow. That's cool, man. So I, I come <laughs> up on top of a mountain and we were looking at the whole property from up there. And we, we sat up there for a long time talking and drove that's around. That's cool. It was really cool. And uh, when, when we were driving down, he says, I want, I want you to come to Vegas and meet with me about a job. I go, what kind of job you got in mind? You know, he said, uh, marketing director or no vice president of marketing over five casinos. And, wow. I told him, and Hey, Mr. Wynn, you know, that's amazing. It's <laughs> a little casino compared to what you got, you know, <laughs> the same Vegas here. I can't. Yeah, there ain't no way. And I don't even have a degree or nothing in it. I just I worked my way up from into the casino, you know, up to the management. I was not. Yeah, I, but I was not that, you know, I worked my way up. That's how you get there, man. Yeah. You, know? you just have to be like wanting to work that much harder than everybody else. That's all. Just a little bit more, you know, and, and yeah. uh, you'll work your way up. Yeah. But that, that's how I got there. And I told him, you know, like, I am not qualified at all to be your president of marketing. And, I bet you could have done it. Well, that's what he said. He said, you know what? He goes, I already looked at the financials of your casino. And when I, I, I seen what they were making. And then at, a, at this one point, like five years ago, all of a sudden they started making all this money. And then, I mean, he goes, it was like, it was like going up, you know, the, the line was going up and up and up. He goes, it's still going up. He goes in, uh, when they, I ask him, what was that? You know, how come, you know, for the first few years, it was like up and down, up and down, all of a sudden straight up like that. What was the change? (laughs) You were, it was me. Yeah, buddy. Right. And and putting all the advertisers against each other and yeah, (laughs) these crazy ideas like totally Tuesday where everything was in twos. Uh, Like at the restaurant, I made it two dinner for two. That's cool. One. Right. Um, When you walk in the casino, you get two keys to the treasure chest. If I called your name from the player club card, you get two spins on the wheel for two prizes. Um, If you open up the treasure chest, you get two things i mean I, I did all these crazy stuff you're a creative guy you know you got a yeah. you got lots of good uh ideas and thoughts going on up there but it i lost all that yeah man that's such a bummer but, but only he told me well if you could do that with the budget you get he goes i saw what budget they give you in this casino he goes if you could do what you're doing in this little casino way out far away from the city yeah. Just imagine what you could do with a real budget. He goes, man, you Dude. can 
he says, you could outdo the the guy with the master's degree that I got working. And he goes, I'll tell you what, man. He goes, I'll make it good for you. It comes with a house and a red Ferrari. But you have to wear a tuck. <laughs> I'm like, hey, yeah, I could do that. I could do and, that. <laughs> and that every, all, all of a sudden, my life got turned upside down. And I yeah. called him and I and they gave me a power chair, right? The medical, all, you know, they were like, here's a power chair. You're going to be in a wheelchair forever. You know, and I had, a gave call, you one, I had a call in and, you know, I'm, I'm due to go have a go see him and I can't go see him. You know, not like I have to call him in advance and tell him. You right. Know. And when I tell him, he's like, oh, man, that's a shame. I go, yeah, I could do it in a we I could do it in a power chair, Mr. Wynn. I could do it in a power chair. He's like, yeah. not really, you can't. I go, no, I could, I could, you know. He said, yeah. no, because he goes, these the guys that uh that I have working for me, they're like you, they're sharks. They'll oh. do live. And he goes, and if they're looking down on you in a chair, he goes, you're already at a disadvantage. That right there, though, man, I can't believe he even told you that because that is illegal pretty much that's straight up discriminating you and telling you to your face you cannot have a job specifically because of your disability and that is that's a big no-no you know what i mean he should have had a better excuse than that but this was back in the 80s you said it was 2000 oh this was in 2000 yeah Yeah, man yeah see that's like after i got hurt i mean he hadn't hired me yet either yeah, that's what sucks. Because if he had, if you I was could have moving, taken you know, a man, like when the casino let me go, because I was in a power chair and all that. I mean, they let me go, but it was native casino. And first thing I did was first I couldn't sue the doctors or nothing. But then I had them on that medical thing. But then all yeah. of a sudden, the the government called me up one day. The the these attorneys from the government, and they said you can't sue a casino you know a native american casino i'm like why because they have their sovereign and when you go on that amnesty or something like that you go on that land it's like going in china yeah the laws no government laws don't pertain and then i found out like all the laws all the laws oh yeah they're 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 immune to everything like if you go in there and some you know, 500 pound security guard wrestles a dude and falls on you and breaks your other leg. Um, you can't sue for it. No. You, you can sue in their court, but you're not going to win in their court because they're not going to let you. you know? Right. And I was going to say, too, because I know that if you get arrested yeah. at a casino, that you have to go through their whole tribunal or whatever, I think. That's like, right. Yeah. So, right. you know, and, then, and I'm not bagging on that. I'm Native American. No, but that's interesting, no. though, because I, I didn't really ever think about that or knew that. So I just yeah. thought it was unfair. I thought they're going to be fair with me. I mean, yeah. I put out my whole life for them. And then when when I'm down, they just kick me to the curb. That's weak, man. I mean, they gave me they gave me a severance package. But they, but they, they didn't uh, know but, two weeks' notice or nothing like that. They just called me back there, handed me some checks, and said, "See ya." You wow. know, and I was like, "What? Wait a minute!" You know, that, that's not fair. That's dirty, man. Even if they gave you a good severance package, it was good. Still dirty it, though. You know? it, I mean, it, it allowed me to live for a little while while I fought Social Security. That's cool, man. You know, and that uh, that's a whole nother story. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be doing a whole episode on Social Security, so. 
maybe I'll have you uh, do a little guest appearance on that one too. I mean that that judge when I went to see the Social Security. I mean I had a, my my doctor after after three years when I couldn't see the doctors anymore and I could see a doctor. I mean I didn't even know what RSD was and they call it this one uh, vascular surgeon. They sent me to my my regular doctor, whatever you call him, general practitioner, whatever. Right. He sent me to the vascular surgeon because he had no idea what was wrong with me. And since it was all vascular to start with, he thought that guy might know. Oh, okay. So I went over there, and that dude, he called me in, and he was already crying. Oh. And I come <laughs> and sit down, and this dude's crying. And I'm like, man, what is wrong? You know, what? <laughs> so did his dog die? Somebody die? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what I was thinking. And then he started telling me, I got really bad news for you, man. I'm about to give you a sentence, and there's no cure and it's not going to kill you. Going to wish you're dead. And I was like, "What, wow, dude? You really? know, you're Great starting to make me cry, man. I mean, I'm starting to tear up just from those words. I mean, I'm getting right. goosebumps saying it, right? Right, man. I mean, it was like the worst news. Then when he he told me, uh, dude, you're you have RSD, and he started explaining the history. It used to be causalgia. Ca- yeah, causalgia. I think they've known about it ever since the Civil War. Yep. That's when they started working, figuring out, working on soldiers and experimenting on them. Yeah. And a lot of them, they got tourniquets that where they cut the blood oxygen off for just only like until they surgeried them and in a lot, you know, like a few hours or something like that. They, they, they would get causal geo, what they called, called causal geo, which was RSD. Mm-hmm. And they knew about it ever since then. And then he told me the doctors that did this to you, they knew. Yeah. They absolutely knew. And he said they could have started um, some procedures on you that would have put RSD in remission or even cured it. Because if, if they minimize it from six months, at the first six months, they can actually maybe cure it. Yeah. But they have to start treatments right away. Right? And what's crazy about that is they've known that right there since the Civil War. Right. They learned that-, that in the Civil War that the sooner you treat RSD, the better chances you have of being cured, remission, or minimizing the effects at least. So, right. yeah. Um, excuse me. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's interesting to know we've known about it that long, but still. Yeah. So he yeah he told me you know we're at three and a half years right here. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's a long time to just be finding out and uh, treating it. Yeah, nothing's gonna save you now. No, you're. It's, you know you're. But he it said, I'll make sure you get Social Security. And then that's when I, I, I really didn't even want Social Security. That's when I went and applied. He mm-hmm. gave me a letter saying I had RSD. And then I found out they actually, that's one of the uh, Social Security things. If you have that, they, they actually have a law for, you know, where, where you can get disability for it. And like, I didn't know that. Like it's... It's on the list of like, yeah, like one of the main things they approve for. Yeah. Okay. But only they, they yeah. when, when I went inside, I was like, wait, like I said, it was active weightlifting, all this stuff. And I rolled in in my little wheelchair thing into the social security. And the judge took one look at me and said, denied, bam. I mean, he didn't even open my folder. What? And I, I was like, hey, man, like you didn't read my folder. I have RSD. And you, you know, thought I, you were like, like oh. I'm, 
most of the time in a wheelchair still. Did he think the chair was like overkill? Like you were trying to like, hey, look at me. I'm so disabled. I'm in a chair. That's no, probably he, what he was thinking. You know, you're trying to play the system or. He told me, he goes, look at you, man. He goes, you look like you could bench press me. Oh, because of your weight. Yeah. He said, There's nothing wrong with you. Look at you. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. So then like it was two and a half years. Now it took two and a half years to get in there. <laughs> yep, me too, actually. I think it was two, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so then it took another two and a half years to get in front of the judge again. And yeah. I w- and they said I was going to go in front of him again, and I was kind of sweating it. They <laughs> make you see the same judge. Really? You don't, get, you don't get to go see another judge. And yeah. I was actually sweating it, like, man, I'm going to go in front of that dude. Now I'm not as big anymore after five years. I, I've lost some inches, you know. And everything, yeah. You know. Yeah, man. <laughs> but I wasn't in a wheelchair no more. I was I was walking on a cane and I was gonna walk in there and probably still and I was thinking this dude's gonna deny me again and nobody yeah. would hire me. Nobody. Absolutely no Well and not only that, but like how good could you really perform a job? I knew could I, you do a part time job even? Like I I, mean, I I let my own self down all the time. I would make plans and then I couldn't do it. Yeah. Right? So, so I knew that I couldn't like commit to nothing if I can't commit to myself. Exactly. And, but, but when I got in there, I sat down and the judge, it was a female lady judge. And, and I, I told him, I, I said, the first thing I said was, I thought I was supposed to see the same judge. (laughs) She goes, well, you lucked out today, you know, kinda Uh, like that. You retired six months ago. I'm like, oh. But only kind of in my my hopes are like the kind of part. Yeah, right. It's like, well, (laughs) yeah. So she's like looking through my file at least. She's real quiet. And we're just sitting there, you know, and and they have that job lady next to her, the vocational specialist. And Mm -hmm. then they have her assistant next to her on the other side that runs and gets the paperwork and does whatever she tells. You know, it's her assistant. And. So she's she says, um, so finally she looks up at me and she goes, What are you doing here? I'm like, uh obvious. That wasn't <laughs> on the list of questions, you know. <laughs> I looked at my attorney, I'm like, dude, you know, are you, you serious? Didn't, you didn't coach me on that one. You know? <laughs> what am I doing here? I go, well, I didn't even know that. I mean, you gave me a whole list of questions to answer and have my wife read to me, and then I answer so I could act like I be ready for it. Yeah, yeah. So I could be ready for it and that wasn't on there. I'm That's totally funny. bored. Right? Like, oh man, what am I doing here? Uh, it was obvious. I'm here. You know, I'm disabled and I need social security because I can't work. Yeah. Fine, you know, basically that's why I'm here. Yeah. And I have to see a judge to get it. And then she just starts busting up laughing. And you know, I'm thinking, what was so okay. funny about that, man? Yeah. What? That doesn't that isn't even funny to me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and and then my attorney says, um, so what's going on here? He goes, This is the weirdest court thing I ever been in, like that. And I guess they know all know each other, right? Oh. Go in there every day, three or four or five or eight times a day, right? So I mean, it isn't like they're strangers. Yeah, right, right. You know? So they're I'm the only stranger colleagues. in the whole thing, you know? Yeah. And She's finally, she says, calm down, calm down, you know. Um, he got shafted. Basically, he got screwed. 
by the other judge. Oh. She goes, I was looking over his file. He should have got it. Man. And I was like, whoa. She goes, I don't see any reason why not to give him Social Security. And then you can see the attorney's like, cha-ching. <laughs> his whole There's my check. Like, that's right. You know, I mean, like you can see it in his face. Yeah, like, my 25%. That's right. Yeah. And uh, then she goes to the vocational chick and says, hey, um, do you think there's anything, you know, you, you already read the file. Is there anything you could do? She's like, nope. He's done. There ain't nobody going to hire him and we can't train him. He's almost 50. He's like 40. It was like 46 or something like that when I went in there. She's like, really? Nope. And uh, so the judge says, you know what? Because you got screwed. She goes, when did you get disabled? She goes, and be careful what you say when you say it. I'm like, I don't know why she warned me that, you know. That's weird because there's a very specific date on your Social Security form that says your date of disability that you have to write a million times when applying for it. So I told her the exact date. Yeah. You know, and she, she says, well... Like, Wendy, the um, the date on the paperwork says this. You know, she goes, I can't give you, I have to give it to you when you applied. Back to, back to when you applied. Oh, right. Five years ago. Right. Then the judge says, you know what? She said, you got, you got done dirty. Um, and you probably couldn't sue, right? It's California, yeah, you know. Exactly. She goes, you pretty much lost everything, right? And I go, yeah. She goes, well, she goes, I'm feeling pretty generous today. And she goes, you're totally honest. You have, like, medical records backing up everything. Yeah. And, you know, like, vascular surgeons and nerve doctors and all this stuff. She, MRIs, everything. She said, you have everything you need. There's no reason. That judge shouldn't even have had to see you and should have known that you're going to be disabled the rest of your life. Yeah. She goes, so what date do you say you were disabled? And I told her, like, two and a half years before I applied. Okay. And actually, I even, I said July 21st or something like that of of 2000, and really it was April 1st. Oh, no, right. I remember I said, you saying. 2001, July 2001 is when I said I was disabled, because that's when, in my mind, I finally decided... I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. You know right. I, mean? I didn't want to admit it at first, so right, right. So I, I gave the date of when I decided I was going to be disabled, or I okay. couldn't, I couldn't do it. You know, when I okay. finally gave up and yeah. decided I'm going to have to do this. You know, yeah. And I wanted to work, but there wasn't no way. You know, <laughs> and she says, "Okay, that's the date I set your disability date to the back pay to that date." Bam. <laughs> All right. Then the the her assistant goes, "You can't do that." <laughs> and I'm like, "You're my what? assistant. Shut up." <laughs> That's exactly what she said. She goes, "Am I the judge here or what?" You know, yes. I can do whatever I want to do. She goes, "Are you are you going to argue with me on this?" Wow. And the lady's like, "Uh, no." She goes, that's what I thought, like that. Because I set the date to July 21st, like that. Damn. Yeah, and then I went out. You know what? She's a judge. Yeah, that's right. That's her power. That's right. That's what she said, too. Like, I'm the judge. I say when. And it, 
She and the other lady said, "Well, you really can't go past the date of them signing up. That's the law." She goes, "I'm the judge. I make the law. Right. I say when. And if you want to argue with me, you know, I can find another person." You know, I was like, "Whoa, this this chick's a bad wow. bad mama jamma man. She's gonna get rid of this chick like." Aww. Like I that. like that judge. Yeah, and, she, and the vocational lady, she was just sitting there going. Even my attorney was his jaw was all dropping. I was Whoa. like cheering. I want to jump up and start dancing with her. Like, yeah, I like right? this lady. You know, yeah, it gave me a real decent back pay. That's cool, man. The only bad you. thing is about it is, I I got it based on because when I signed up they base your social security it's ssdi okay right. it's, it's not That's the welfare right disability income yeah it's yeah. not welfare it's right. not ssi right okay this one you pay into exactly so i paid into it and i mean i was making money so i was paying into it but because i was only 42 years old you you don't get the full max amount until you're 65 or something like that, right? Right. So I got even less than the SSI. Yeah, yeah. That's what I got too is SSDI. And, um, I, I get a supplement of like 70 bucks or something like that from SSI. Oh, really? So it makes up for the amount yeah. that I that I don't make that how much SSI people get. Right. 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 So I, I get the same amount as an SSI person, but most of mine is SSDI. And right. then I went out with a back pay and I, I bought a van and refrigerator, things I needed. You know, I mean, I right. need to carry my wheelchair and stuff like that. And I bought a wheelchair lift, all this stuff, and paid everybody back, you know, that because I was living on nothing. Right. Because the whole time we're just scraping by, man, until we get that. Man, that I owe income. Like five years of rent. And yeah, I can't believe my land. I mean, my landlady's an angel. I'm still in the same house, man. Right. I mean, she let me get way years behind on the rent, which is, of, you know, in California, too, especially, especially. Yeah. yeah. She never raised the rent. She still has. Yeah. I've been here like 17 years now. Man, you're going to have to give me her name. I might need to move down there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I want to live over there where you do on the beach, man. Shit. Uh, I do love it up here. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want to live by the beach so bad. Yeah. Well, hey, you ever come up here, man? Hit me up. We'll hang out for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah if you ever come up here, we'll go squatching, man. We'll Hell, go, yeah. We'll Hell go yeah. Find some Bigfoots. I'll bring my drone and we can both take them out. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Have some races. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yours would beat mine. I know that. Probably, one. yeah. <laughs> Yours is the littler one, you the know. Spark. But. Yeah. It got. The max I've gotten, it was about 36 miles an hour, but that was in the wind, too, so the wind was helping me. But, you know, it's a fast little guy. About, I don't have mine on race, and that's about average, about 38. Okay. Go. Yeah. In fact, I was just had it out a couple days ago and was flying up and down a river in a city where we get reports of Bigfoot. Right uh, in the middle of the city. In the, in, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, it was weird, man. I'm I'm actually gonna go live in a little while and talk about that um, little trip adventure. Sweet man, you know, a little right. later. Depend on when you go on, I might check you out. You know, I gotta do a couple things when the wife gets home here. Well, I actually um, go on about eight or nine. Oh, okay. Like you know, might be around then. I'll, I'll have to check it out. I I did hit the uh, notification bell on your thing, so I should 
get an update when you go live, right? Yeah, same here. I hit, I got yours. I got the notification bell on yours, and then then okay. I told all my subscribers to come and hit the bell on yours. This is important work you're doing, man. I mean, I I'm serious about that. Thank you. I mean, I there I've been to so many doctors that don't know what it is. I mean, they they heard of it's it. Crazy. You go to the hospital and the nurses don't even know. You know, I mean, they 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 go, oh yeah, I heard we heard about I heard about it in school, but really they don't have a clue. Right. You know, and then right. they start doing stuff to you that you don't do to somebody with RSD. Right. You know? And I start pulling and it's back. Pointless and treatment. Yeah, it's like don't touch me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're gonna be like that. Do not touch me. Right, right. Like, I am not sitting still for this. I'll get up and walk out right now. You know, I'll go to right. another hospital. Exactly. At least the city has three of them. You know, even though everybody doesn't have a clue. You know, <laughs> it gets pretty sorry. You know. Yeah, man, it's pretty bad. It's pretty sorry. You know, our hospital here locally, it's called Dominican, but it's so bad that the nurses there, even and the doctors and the cops, everybody calls it Death Dominican. Because oh my God. so many people die there, and like, there's a lot of junkies in our town. Of course, I mean, I know they're right. everywhere, but our town's just flooded with it. Of course, and uh, the hospital, they do, most of the people that go in, they think you're there for drugs, drugs. and it's so right. frustrating. Actually, I saw my doctor yesterday, and his medical assistant. She's a very sweet lady, um, you know, just very nice and a normal, very normal person, right? doesn't look like anybody who would want to be using drugs and she told me that she hurt herself and went to go see a doctor at urgent care and right away the doctor's like what do you want you know like what 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 kind of drugs do you want and she told her she's like i just want some type of muscle relaxer because i hurt myself and she looked at her chart and then she's like oh like i'm sorry and started backpedaling because she, her chart shows she doesn't take anything. This lady takes nothing, no drugs. She's like clean as a whistle. So, you know, like the, the doctor saw that and was just like, oops, uh, you know, like she made a judgment too soon. And that's how they all are nowadays. And it's yeah. so frustrating because we're not all drug seekers, man. I'm not saying right. they're not out there. And I know they are. Yeah, and, they you know, that actually reminds me of something I wanted to mention that you brought up getting applying for social security right why okay i know there's people that go out there that are trying to work the system and get it but those people there's no way they can get as many records on file like we have you know like you said the mris cat scan all those different tests all those different treatments everything we have on our file when we apply we've already you know within the first year we've already had so much doctor's appointments and all medical records all these different medicines you try I need to show that we're disabled at that point so it makes it weird to me that they want to deny people who truly have the evidence that is irrefutable you know how could they deny that all because there are some people trying to work the system that's bs you know because nobody really wants to help you either they look at you and they go there's something wrong with you right are, are you getting better? Like, man, yeah. you've, been, you've been playing on this card way too long. I mean, look at you. You look fine. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm like, okay, let's trade bodies. And I don't right. think I'm going to give yours back. 
<laughs> but I mean, I'm going to take off and I'm going to go hike. It. And, yeah, and you're going to be in bed because I spent most of my like right now. I'm sitting on my bed. I spend a lot of time on my bed. A lot of people don't know how much time I do. They're like probably more. I would say over seventy five percent of my time is in on my bed. Yeah. So you have a setup where you could do all your computer stuff, though, right? Like, are, you're at your computer right now, I'm guessing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Only that, I mean, this is the, I had a room, I had a spare room in my house, and I had a studio in there. Yeah. Like, just walk in and turn everything on. But uh, my daughter and some grandkids, uh, she left her husband, and and I'm I'm like, I haven't seen my grandkids in four years or five years or something like oh, that. Man. It's like, yeah. You can live in my spare room. You're you stoked. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah stoked. So I, I moved everything out and I, I put everything in a little corner over here. And then I even contemplated not uh, setting it up because it's a pain, you know, to, to set everything all up. Yeah, and I hear you. Do all that stuff and then tear it all down after an hour. It probably takes longer to set it up and yeah is to do the whole video thing you know i have this uh you know i do the whole backdrop thing because behind this backdrop is my bed and i have a big window that's facing so if i don't have this all that light floods the camera and you can't see me um so yeah like i can't do much recording at night because my wife will be sleeping right there you know like uh, yeah but so it's a pretty tight knit corner. Like you could see, I'm touching the backdrop right here. So I don't have much space I'm working with. Um, I've thought about setting up downstairs where I have a big living room and I can use my other camera. My, but then I'd have to record on my camera, upload and do all that, which I'm going to still do some uh, remote not, not videos. Really. You know, you could probably set your camera up to go into your computer and still use it. Just like, like right now I'm on a, um, uh, mini cam or whatever you want a camcorder oh yeah i don't have a web i have a webcam and everything but i i use a camcorder oh okay and then you get a it's called an elgato or something like that and you plug it in and and the computer reads it like a camcorder oh and then it's better quality it has better lighting um, yeah i have a tripod and then I, and it's versatile like you take it out in the field yeah and then, then your video looks more um when you're do videos and yeah. probably nobody wants to hear this, but uh, if you guys ever want to do a YouTube channel, uh, the videos all will be the same quality, the same look, because you're using the same camera. Mm -hmm. Even when you go outside or come in or when you're doing the studio thing, it's all the same. Yeah. So there's a little tip for YouTubers right there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I have a nice Nikon um, that I just got. Nice. About a month ago. I love it, man. It's sweet. So I'm going to be doing some videos out and about, too. You know, like I have some ideas of things I want to do. I also have some ideas of like some skits, you know, kind of I want to do that's that's geared towards this whole disability and RSD thing. Um, I have some really cool ideas I want to do, you know, but it's going to take some work and I need some people to help me with it. Um, but yeah, the camera that I have shoots great quality, man. Way better than this webcam here. Oh yeah. Um, so I need to start using that. It's a DSLR. God, I can't say yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, and um, we should definitely do it again. Do another one, maybe a part two, because I think yeah, because I really didn't get into the RSD part about where I'm at really. Huh? Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> talk well, about everything, you know. Right. But that's what's so fun, really. You know, it, is. it let it people know I'm not dead. Right. RSD, but I'm not dead. <laughs> I'm that's still a good. Alive, I like that. You know? I, I almost I, thought of doing the name of the channel, Life After RSD, but I think someone already took it or I found it somewhere else. I'm like, ah, so. But hey, maybe um, tomorrow I, I might have some time to do more. If you're down, we could do part two and we could just focus on the RSD part if you want tomorrow. And yeah, um, I'll, I'll text me because I, I might take my grandkids over to a fish hatchery. Oh, cool. Tomorrow, take them no out. Worries. Get if not tomorrow, I got time um, probably Friday. Okay. Uh, that sounds yeah. good. I, I have time nearly every day. So I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. But we got we got other stuff we gotta do in life too. So yeah. you know I that's cool. No worries. Yeah, man. Plus I wanna get I wanna get you on my channel and introduce yeah. you to everybody and talk about because I, I tell everybody about RSD, but only I'm the only one they ever heard from. So it'll be good for them to know more voices. And to see through. another person that looks like they're normal, healthy, right. and they're not. Right. You know? and, and and I still got some muscles, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not so good anymore, man. I'm old. <laughs> I know. I was a lot bigger a while back, but you know, I just uh, like, I try I to stay in shape, out. you know. Yeah, I tried working out, but only the weight. I, I want to do heavy weights and stuff. And it makes you twist weird you're, when you're off balance because one leg's all jacked up. And I know that's how yours is. Yeah. You, and you favor it. It makes you not have the right um, well, poise or whatever you call it, you know. I, I don't lift standing up, though. I sit I okay. sit on a stool because there's nothing. The stool's, you know, real small, so nothing gets in the way. And I just lift on the stool. And that way you can keep your posture upright and, you know, um, that's standing good. up will really mess you up working out that way. So I mean, standing up and not working out messes me up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? 100%, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, brother. Well, it was great talking to you. And um, let's be in touch, and we'll do a part two this All week. Right. If you're down, right. I'm, I'm down, man. All my friends that's RSDN and not RSDN, man, we'll see you. Yeah, right, brother. Okay. Peace. Peace. You'll have to fight for a treat there.